0: I'm so excited today because I get to share with you a very special beginning to our holiday Stories of Hope with the story of a grandmother giving her five-year-old granddaughter a special Christmas gift that she would never forget. Stay tuned. Welcome to Stories of Hope in Hard Times, the show that explores how people endure and even thrive in difficult times all with God's help. I'm your host, Tamara K. Anderson. Join me on a journey to find inspiring stories of hope and wisdom learned in life's hardest moments. Hello and welcome to our first edition of our holiday stories of hope. And to launch today off, I'm bringing back a guest from back in 2020, Joanne Glimm. And Joanne and I have been friends for several years, And as I mentioned that I was starting this, she says, I have a story I can share. And so I brought Joanne on today so that she could share a story from her book, Begotten with Love. And it's about a Christmas that she had when she was five years old. And she's going to share with us this story and why it has become so meaningful to her to look back on it. It was just such a beautiful and unique Christmas. So Joanne, first of all, thank you for coming on the show again today.
1: Oh, thank you for having me.
0: So Joanne, tell me why this Christmas when you were five years old was so burned into your memory. I think one of the
1: reasons, you know, when you're five years old, you really, you know, you have a family, you know, you're safe, you know, you're gonna have dinner. You know, you have a bed to sleep in, but you don't think of the other things that are important uh, that are being taught to you over the years. And this Christmas, actually was a Christmas gift that my grandmother had asked for for herself to give to me. And it started when my grandfather brought a nine-foot Christmas tree into our home that had an eight-foot ceiling. Oh, my. (laughs) If you can imagine this absolutely huge tree. Well, what happened when Grandpa and the tree literally fell into the living room, this is when they were still trying to get in the front door, A sparrow was on our front porch, had been there all summer, and got caught up in the tree somehow and ended up in the house. So grandma was afraid of birds, and she was running around with her apron over her head, (laughs) slapping at air, hoping to keep the bird away. And she ran into the kitchen. My mother was trying to help my grandfather capture this bird. And this poor little sparrow was bumping into walls and leaving little puff balls of dust on these oh. pale yellow walls. Well, they finally found him and grandpa just very gently held him and he sat there for a minute and then just flew away. But when the tree was set up, we could still see these puffballs <laughs> from <paradise> the sparrow. <laughs> and it was um, very European looking because it was these branches that had the little tiny the needles on it. They were the tiny skinny ones and there was about maybe six or seven inches between branches. So there was a lot of space in between And they got it set up over in the corner and everything. And I remember, as all families do, when you're setting something up like that, um, Grandpa was trying to get the tree straight in this bucket where he had two by fours trying to hold the tree in place. And, you know, you keep asking now, is it, is it straight now? And of <laughs> course, mother and grandmother going, well, Luke has left after about the 10th time. And his arms started to shake. And he goes, what? <laughs> you know? And they both said, it's, even though it was closer to horizontal than straight, they said, it looks perfect, John. <laughs> Well, that was the start of the Christmas tree. We got the tree set into place, and everybody admired it except Joan. And she looked at this tree, and she said, Mom, I don't think this is a good tree because it's very skinny. It looks like me. You know, we (laughs) have a tree that's big and fat. My friend Becky has a tree that's big and fat, and it's got shiny ornaments on it, and it has um, Christmas lights that bubble. And Mm -hmm. so I asked her, I said, are we going to have a tree like that? And mom said, no. She said, this is going to be a very, very special tree and one that you've never seen before and you may never see again. And, you know, I had no idea what she was referring to. Anyway, the time came for the big surprise and grandma led me into the kitchen, and you could smell the cinnamon from the uh, Yule cookies that had been cooking all day. And the the color on the walls were beginning to turn with the colors of the sunset because it was closer to dark than it was to afternoon. And looking at the ornaments, my grandmother, my my grandparents were immigrants from Sweden. They didn't meet till they came to America, but that was their place of origin. So my mother is second generation American. And so basically, I'm the first one that was, well, she was born here as well, but I was raised to be an American. And so to have Three generations in one household, to me, that's been one of the best gifts I've ever had in my life. But her ornaments came from Eastern Germany. And, you know, if you've ever studied or really like ornaments, that's one of the best places, especially back around the 19, you know, 1900s when she first got married. And so these beautiful uh, ornaments with Santa faces and Christmas bells and all these different different shapes. There's one in particular that's a a silver bird with a glass-spun tail on it, and I still have that one.
0: Oh, how special.
1: Yeah, I, I just love it. You know, I mean, just all the things that bring the Christmas magic into the home when you look at these ornaments. And so when I walked into the, or when I looked at the tree and it was done, um, I, I just turned to my mom and I said, this is the most beautiful tree I've ever seen. It's even better than Becky's." And so mom just kind of had this very bright little smile on her face. And she said, just do wait. So, Grandma took me into the kitchen and we sat and waited for a few minutes. And I noticed that the living room started to change kind of a, a golden color, you know. And then, pretty soon, I heard uh, my mother say, Okay, we're ready. And she turned on the radio and there's this Christmas music playing and stuff. Now, one of the things that happened right before my grandmother took me into the kitchen was Grandpa was walking across the living room floor on my grandmother's uh, Oriental rug, which was her her prized possession, and he was slopping water on the floor. And I, as a five-year-old, I was horrified because I really got a talking to talk into the week before because I spilled grape juice on Grandma's favorite rug. So Grandpa's getting away with spilling water. I wasn't about to say anything. It wasn't the time for that kind of <laughs> <laughs> the boy, I thought that he's pretty important if he can do that. So Grandma, when my mother said, come on into the living room, as we walked in there, the tree was absolutely beautiful. I mean, everything was in place, all the little paper chains that I had made in kindergarten, um, all of the cranberry and popcorn uh, streams that we had on there. And we looked at it and I realized that what they had done was on every branch of the tree was a white wax candle. And so the whole nine-foot tree was lit in candlelight. And it was absolutely gorgeous. And all of us, all three of us, all four of us actually, stood there with just looks of awe on our face. And Grandma explained to me that she wanted me to be able to see the type of Christmas tree she had had as a child. Mm-hmm. because they all knew that this would never happen again. And so it brought to mind to me, as I grew older, how important it is to, to bring our traditions, with to remember the past and the people that were with us, or that we may not have even known, but we still have some type of mental form. That it's important for us to remember that and bring it to our families and children. And the one thing, the last thing that I want to mention, and I'm, just, I'm going to quickly just read this last paragraph because it's important to me, and I don't want to not remember it right. It says, um, the soft candlelight flickered stars of light onto the ornaments. A radiance filled the simple handmade crash nestled deep within the limbs and illuminated the faces of the Holy family. The four stared with childlike awe at the creation and their hearts filled with joy and peace for that moment. All was right in the world.
0: Mm. Wow. That is beautiful. Joanne, thank you so much for being willing to share that story. It, it brings to mind so many things we can do even today to instill those memories and traditions. First of all, inviting loved ones to be with us and share those perhaps Christmas memories from when they were younger. And I also loved the idea of passing down ornaments. How neat it is that you have one of your grandma's ornaments. I mean, that is that is a treasure. It really is. And then another one that I love is this idea of passing down uh, traditions because every family is going to have different traditions and, and maybe you don't have a family who has traditions, but you can start your own, right?
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and I think with the tradition, it's a repetition of something that has brought you love or a feeling of fulfillment in your life. And those are the things you want to hang on to because they are going to make a difference in your life as you continue.
0: Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so whatever your traditions are, pass them on. Uh, pass them on to future generations so that they too can remember perhaps that Christmas with grandma or an aunt or an uncle and what they shared. I know one of our family traditions is uh, acting out the nativity, and then um, we also read Christmas stories on Christmas Eve, and that's that's a fun little tra- tradition that we have, and and I love it, and I know my kids love it as well. But I picked it up, I picked up the the acting out the nativity from my parents; they they always did that as well. The stories I added (laughs) because I like Christmas stories, (laughs) you know, the big picture book (laughs) behind so I'll sit and read like the Grinch who stole Christmas and, you know, all all those types of fun stories. So it's, it's fun. (laughs) Now, Joanne, before we go, why don't you share with us where people can find this story? I know it's in your book, Begotten with Love. Where can people get your book, Begotten with Love. It's an award-winning book, by the way. It won first place for biography from the Florida Writers Association, so you probably should read it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a fun book um, dedicated to my grandparents on both sides of the family and how they met and uh, lived their, their version of the American dream. So um But it's on Amazon. Uh, You can also get it through, it's on the website, and uh, the website is uh, joanglim.com, And it has all the information there and all the places in which you can find it. You know, it really would be a fun book uh, to give as a gift for Christmas because You know, it talks about the struggles that the immigrants have gone through when they come to America, the dreams that they've had. Some were successful, some were tragic. But um, it it, it just makes you realize and think about your own family and the stories that are there.
0: Yeah. And you know what? You bring up another good point, Joanne, that we should probably draw out, is that if you have a favorite Christmas memory, it's worth it to write it down so that it can be passed on to other generations, right?
1: <laughs> Absolutely right. And that would be a good Christmas gift to give to your family, to bring all these little stories together and, and hand them out at Christmas time so people can enjoy them.
0: Oh, wonderful. Well, Joanne, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your holiday story of hope and helping us set the tone for all of us to have a wonderful and blessed holiday.
1: Thank you, Tamara.
0: Hey, my friends, are you looking for a meaningful Christmas gift this year? If so, you need look no further. I have a fantastic, sweet short story I am so excited to share with you my new booklet it's called a broken down holiday this is the story of a widowed young mother trying to travel home for the holidays soon after her husband dies and being stranded in the middle of nowhere and some of the hard things that she experiences and some of the miracles that you wouldn't think were miracles that she had happen but it is based on a true story that happened to my mother-in-law It's great for those friends that you're just like, what do I get them? Something simple that's under five bucks. It's a great stocking stuffer. So if you want to share this message of hope with your friends or family members, check it out. A Broken Down Holiday on TamraKAnderson.com. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you like what you heard, subscribe so you can get your weekly dose of powerful stories of hope. I know there are many of you out there who are going through a hard time, and I hope you found useful things that you can apply to your own life in today's podcast. If you would like to access the show notes of today's show, please visit my website, storiesofhopepodcast.com. with hope to carry on and with the strength to keep going when things get tough. Remember to walk with Christ and he will help you bear the burden. And above all else, remember, God loves you.